0: Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you again for having me here. Um, I've enjoyed myself very much. And I want to say to the church, thank you so much for sending Pastor Chris to come to Kenya. He has been such a tremendous blessing to us. He's a good teacher. And uh, we love him, and that is why we... We want him to come every year. <laughs> I, I wish he will come more. You know, more than once a year. Um, but for now, maybe until you finish the building. <laughs> then you can uh, release him more. But I believe the more you release him, the more the Lord blesses you. And I, I believe this church is being blessed because you are mission minded. Because you are sending people out there. And that is why we are here. We are here for people. And so I bring you greetings from my wife. I am married uh, to one wife. You will see her picture. That beautiful lady there is my wife. Um, We've been married for many years, many, many years. Actually, I I told the first service people that we have a, a marriage experience of 54 years. Some of you thought I am very young. But actually, my wife has married me for 27 years, and I have married her for 27 years. Together is 54. You know, I love you so much. I love you, I love to be here, but I must go home tomorrow. I I must go home to mama tomorrow. And we have two children, our firstborn, her name is Victorious, is 26. And our lastborn, his name is David, is 24. Uh, as we have been told, I passed the Mombas Pentecostal Church. Uh, the, the first picture is our first church. Uh, and then, uh, the second church is, uh, MPCM Um, uh, and that is the next picture is the same church. The third one is Gucha in the Pentecostal Church, where Pastor Chris has come and he has ministered in this church uh, that is the same church in the next picture actually we are going to have the official opening of the new building in Guncha uh, this coming week when I go back home so we have actually five campuses uh, the, the, since I, I was here last time we have opened uh, two more churches uh, MPC Cliffy which is uh, doing very well. And uh, last year, in July, in July last year, we opened our fifth church. And uh, it is called MPC Bamburi. Uh, I think that is the one. That's the the, the, the inside of that church. Um, uh, we have about 300 people already since last year, July. Actually, okay, we right now have a, a good problem. There are no enough place to sit. We are, um, we are hiring a, a school hall and the people stand outside the, outside, out, outside to watch, I mean to, to hear the word of God. We are believing God for a miracle to be able to, to have a, our own place and uh, to build a new sanctuary for the Lord. And one of the other thing we do, we have a children ministry. We have a school, uh, we have about 350 kids and uh, 50% of these kids are actually Muslims. Every time they come to school, before we teach them the normal program, uh, we teach them the word of God. And uh, a number of them are being influenced for God. Actually some of them they come to the, the main campus once a year during our missions week And they lead in songs of worship to the living God um, One of the kids one time went home from school And he told the parents, we were taught in school that we need to pray before we eat And then the parents said, we, we don't do that uh, And so you go ahead and pray And so the kid prayed I thank you, Lord, for the food. Thank you for providing food for us in Jesus' name. And they were very. the parents were very upset. They came to school and they said, uh, you are teaching religion. You should not do that. Otherwise, you also need to allow us to come and teach our own religion in your school. And I told them, you cannot do that. Before you brought your kids here, you knew that this is a church school. And so if you don't like what we teach, you take your kids away. I knew they could not take them away because we are the best. We are the best in the county. We are either number one or number two in the whole county. We believe in excellence. We are giving quality education. And uh, uh, we need a lot of support. Uh, it, it costs about $300 keep one kid in school for the whole year because they come from very poor family they cannot be able to afford uh, tuition this morning I want to share with us on the subject I've entitled building trust gives you influence building trust gives you influence I want to begin by saying that God did not save you Primarily to take you to heaven I repeat, I hope you understand My my English Do you? Because I speak English And you speak American So that probably would be Some difference there God never saved you Primarily to take you to heaven Someday we will go to heaven If God saved you just to take you to heaven He would have taken you a long time ago But he saved you and left you here So that you can help others Come to know him in a personal way And that is one of the ways we can bring people to the kingdom Is by influencing them So building trust gives you influence What is influence? Influence is a firm belief or confidence in a person's honesty, integrity, and reliability. Trust is the glue that holds a team or an organization together. It has been said, no trust, no followers. If people don't trust us, they cannot give us the privilege of influencing them. John Maxwell, who is an authority on leadership, he once said, if you think you are leading and then you turn around and find out that there's nobody following, you are just taking a walk. (laughs) So trust is the pillar that enables us to build strong relationships. People are not going to come to the Lord until they trust us. It has been said that trust establishes goodwill, and goodwill influences and determines our witness. So, if people can't trust you, they won't build a relationship with you. And if people cannot develop a relationship with you, they cannot let you influence them. There's somebody who has said that trust is is like blood pressure. It is silent, but very vital for your health. If abused, it can be deadly. And so experience teaches us that trust can be destroyed by a single action. People can trust you for a long time, and if you do one small thing, you can lose the trust that you have built over a long time. And yet, there is no single activity that can create trust because trust takes a long time to build. People in the community, people in our workplace, they are watching us. I heard somebody say a long time ago that some people, you are the only pastor they are ever going to Get in contact with. You are the only preacher. They are ever going to see. So you are the preacher. You are the pastor. In your community. In your workplace. And that is why we must influence people. For God. Because. It is only people. We can take with us to heaven. The person who is seated next to you. You may not like them. You may not like your neighbors, but I tell you it's the only thing you can take with you to heaven I, I I am amazed when I come here because here everything is big, big, big things, even hamburger is big You go the other day I was taken to you know to a pizza place and i I, I said in new York, i want to." Two slices, he asked me, Do you want one slice or two slices? You know, me, I was thinking in terms of Kenya, how, how the, the size of the slices, and you know, one I can't, you know, I can't, you know, fill one slice with this guy, big guy here, so I, I opted for two only to find out that two was uh, an equivalent of two pizzas in Kenya. <laughs> Everything is big. I was asking, Pastor. Chris, you know, why is it that people have big cars here and there is no bad roads? (laughs) Uh, Big trucks, like he has one, big truck. And I told him we need that one to come to, so that we can go to Masai Mara to watch the animals there. (laughs) You know, don't don't get me wrong, but I have bad news. Your nice car is not going to heaven. Your big house is not going to heaven. If Jesus comes right now. Your car stays here. There is no parking slot in heaven. For your car. Because heaven. Is for people. So it is only people. We can take with us to heaven. And that is why it is imperative. That we develop relationships with people. But how can we develop relationships with people. Without them trusting us. Trust. Trust. Is very vital in successful relationships Somebody said, uh, I, I, I quote A relationship with no trust Is like a cell phone with no service All you can do with it is play games Job chapter 15 verse at says Let a man not deceive himself By trusting what is worthless For he will get nothing in return you will get nothing in return. There was a time when you could not hear a lie or somebody being deceived by a believer. But today, maybe you don't have that problem here. It's a problem we have in Kenya. You will have people who, have, who are Christian names. They go to church, but they can deceive others. I want to say that if we are going to influence people for God, we must develop and build trust. Because trust, not money, is the currency of business and life. In a culture of trust, people are more creative, motivated, productive, and they sacrifice for the team. But the point I want to make is this, how can we create a trust account? How can we create that trust account? It is like, if you don't deposit money in the, in the, in the bank, you cannot draw. Am I right? You can't go to the bank, even if you have an ATM, you can't go to the bank and place in your ATM card and expect money if you have not deposited. So no deposit, no withdrawal. So, how can we create a trust account? The truth is, you cannot make somebody to trust you. Have you ever had people say, trust me? Just trust me. No, you cannot force me to trust me, to trust you. You cannot force me to trust you. Trust does not come easily. It takes time and commitment. Because... Trust is not a gift. Trust is a function of proof. It is earned. And your commitment must remain current. Because even credentials and position alone cannot secure trust. So how can we develop trust? I'm going to give you four points. Point number one, commitment. Commitment. John the Gospel, chapter 15 and verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Commitment. People trusted people like Martin Luther King. People trusted Jesus. People trusted people like Nelson Mandela, whose name everybody, if you mention it everywhere in the world, people know about him because... Of their commitment, they saw sacrifice they risked their lives Christianity is about risking as a Christian you are a leader in your own right and as a leader if you're going to influence people we must take risks I like what somebody said one time that for us we must risk if we don't risk we become caretakers, we maintain the status quo. And if you maintain the status quo for a while, you become another undertaker. In other words, you you die, you kill yourself, or even you kill a ministry. This is what I'm saying. We must learn to risk. Commitment speaks louder than words. There was a story I heard of a, a chicken and a big. The big and the chicken, they were having a walk. It's a story. And on the street. And they saw a sign outside a church building. Like this. And the sign said, help us feed the poor. Help us feed the poor. And so the chicken had a proposal. Let us help them feed the poor with, with the eggs and pecan. I hope you understand The chicken said, let's help them. We can feed the poor with eggs and pecan. And the pig looked at this proposal and said, there's something wrong with this proposal. (laughs) For you, Mr. Chicken, it is a contribution. You give an egg and you still remain alive. But for me, to give pecan, I must die. God is calling us to die to self. So that we can be in a position to influence others for him. So number one, commitment. Number two, character. Character. The opposite of trustworthy person is a compromised person. You know, image is what we want people to think of us. But integrity is who we really are. Brethren, I want you to know that people are watching us. Wherever you are, people are watching you, how you are living your life. You can have a big testimony, but people know they can differentiate between your testimony and your life. And they follow your life. There was uh, two ladies who were walking through the graveyard where so many people are buried. And these two ladies, as they walked through they came to a, one of the graves had on the tombstone, it has these words inscri- inscribed on one of the tombstones. It said, here lies John Smith, a politician and an honest man. And one of the ladies said, good heavens, is indeed hopeful that they had to bury two people in the same grave. A politician and an honest man. <laughs> People know us. Even our kids, they know us. People are watching our lives. People are watching our lives. And we must be, not be selective in our integrity. There was a, a man who wanted to take his girlfriend for, for a picnic. They went and bought pizza and then they took it to they they drove to a place where they wanted to enjoy their pizza when they arrived at the picnic place they opened the box there was no pizza in the box there was money in the box instead of pizza and the man told the girlfriend these people gave us a wrong box what had happened is the pizza people were taking money to the bank and so they put the money in a pizza box and they swapped the the boxes by mistake. The pizza went to the bank and the money went to the picnic. <laughs> so the man wanted to show the girlfriend that he is a man of integrity. He cannot take people's money. So he said, let's return the money. So they went back to the pizza place and the manager knew he had lost the money. He said, you mean you returned the money? And the man said, yeah, it was not our money. You gave us a wrong box. She, he wanted to impress the girlfriend. And the man, the manager said, take as much pizza as you want for free. But before you leave, I want to call the media. I want to CNN and all these other people. I, them to, I want them to know that we still have a few men of integrity in our country. And the man said, please don't call them. Please don't call them. The manager asked, why? Because the woman I am with is not my wife. that is called selective integrity <laughs> selective integrity number 3 conduct number 1 is commitment number 2 is character number 3 is conduct how we conduct ourselves trustworthiness means that people can rely on us we can be be responsible enough we can be able to keep our word there was a boy who was looking for a job and then he was walking outside the uh, an office and he saw a sign that said responsible young man wanted so he went in he was interviewed and the manager asked him how do you know about the job he said i saw a sign outside your building saying a responsible young man wanted and then the manager asked him how do you know you are responsible the boy said because where i walked whenever there was trouble my boss always said I am responsible Are you responsible In the right sense I want to give you a few A few points that will help you know Whether you, are, you, are, you have good conduct Number one, truthfulness Truthfulness People of good conduct They are truthful They do not just possess the truth The truth possesses them they are able to say the truth no matter what they are truthful number 2 they are honest they do not just possess they just they, they they do not just say what you want to hear they speak the truth i told the people in the first service that there is no one with a good enough memory to be a good liar I don't know whether you have ever seen anybody who has such a good memory to be a good liar. There is no one with good enough memory to be a good liar. You know, when you are, when you are a liar, you have to remember what you said. If you told me something and then next, next time I ask you a question on the same question, on the same issue, you will go like, what, which version did I give him last time? Because you must remember what you said. There were four girls. Who did not want to sit for the exam? The exam was at 2 o'clock and they drove their car away so that uh, they don't have to sit for the exam. They went away, they came back at 3 o'clock after the exam was over. And the teacher asked them, Where were you? You missed the exam. They said, uh, We are a very sorry, teacher, because we had a flat tire. That is why we missed the exam. And the teacher said, that's okay, I forgive you, but you must do the exam right now. So he put one girl on one corner, the other one on that corner, the other corner, and this corner. With a blank sheet of paper with one question. Which tire was flat? (laughs) The truth of the matter is nobody got the answer. Because they did not conspire well enough. Because there is no one with good enough memory to be a good liar. Number three, the liability. They keep their promises. They keep their promises. The Bible says depending on an unreliable person in a crisis is like trying to chew with a loose tooth or walk with a crippled foot. And an unreliable person cannot be trusted. Proverbs 20 and verse 6 says everyone talks about how loyal and faithful he is. But just, try, but just try and find someone who really is. It is rare to find people who are liable. Number four, accountability. They accept responsibility for their actions. I am, I'm talking about how to build a trust account. They are accountable, they accept responsibility for their lives, for their actions. Accountability goes along with responsibility. When you are accountable, you are responsible. When you are accountable, you are responsible. And I want to challenge us as men. Men, whether the whole world, I think one of the major responsibilities we have as men is to set a good example. Whether you are in America or Af- or Africa, Men, we must rise up and take responsibility over every aspect of our lives to train our sons and our daughters to grow up and become responsible. There was a funny story I heard of a man who died and he went to heaven. When he found himself in heaven, apparently when he arrived there in his dream, there were two windows you have to check in into heaven. One window said, all those men who have never been dominated by their wives, you stand here. And another window, all those men who have been dominated by their wives stand here. So there are those two windows. And apparently one of the, the picture looks like this. The one who has never been dominated, which means he's responsible, is leading his family. There was only one man. On the other side, you could not see the end of it. And one man from the big group who was a media personality he went to this other man on the window who was alone and asked him, tell me how did you manage to be the only one on that side? And the man said, I don't know my wife told me to stand here. (laughs) Number five gratefulness. We must develop A generous spirit To compliment others We must be generous With our compliments It has been said that I trust you Is a better compliment Than than I love you Because you may not always trust The person you love But you can always love the person You trust Let me go to The last point Communication Communication is very important in building trust. Proverbs 15, verse 2 says, When wise people speak, they make knowledge attractive. Just like in a marriage relationship, the longer you live together, the more you begin to take each other for granted. That only happens in Africa, not here. The longer you live together, the more you begin to take each other for granted. Have you heard this statement Before marriage, opposite attack After marriage No, before marriage, opposite attract After marriage, opposite attack (laughs) Before you get married When you are dating, like when I was dating You look at your wife Or your girlfriend and say, you are so beautiful Even when she has A pimple on her face, you say, that pimple sits perfect After you get married, you begin to say, what is, th- what is that people doing there? Can't you do something about it? <laughs> Who has changed? The people was there before, but now you begin to change. You take each other for granted the more you stay together. The same in relationships. It is important to realize that we must keep on accommodating each other. It detects communication to have a successful relationship uh, Let me give you another story There was two uh, Three boys who went for a date A group date two bo- Three boys And uh, three girls One of the boys, his name was uh, Billy Billy was so nervous He didn't know what to say in a date He was so nervous He did not know what to say But the fr- his friend told him don't worry, I will help you out. When we go, just watch what I do. What I do, you do, okay? I will sort you out. So they went, they sat, the boys sat on one side of the table, and the girls on the other side of the table. And then uh, the first boy told the girlfriend, he said this, honey, pass me the honey. And the Billy said, wow, that is nice, I wish I wish I knew that, I could have said that But now I can't say it Because it has already been said People will think I am just copying. And then the next boy uh, Said to the girlfriend Sugar, pass me the sugar Honey, pass me the honey That is nice Sugar, pass me the sugar Now Billy was becoming nervous He didn't know what to say I can't say sugar because sugar has been said I can't say honey, honey has been said so he wanted uh, tea teabag. So he said, teabag. <laughs> Pass me the teabag. <laughs> Why am I saying this? I'm saying that confidence comes by developing communication skills. We become confident as we develop communication skills. And as we develop communication skills, we are able to build trust. Let me read a quote. It says, since the decision to trust is entirely in the hands of others, we must maintain such a high level of integrity that we make it easy for them to give us their trust. Number two, trust does not come with your title. It grows out of performance. Trust is not something we can earn, but rather what others choose to bestow on us. Having a title gives you authority. Being trusted gives you influence. Mistrust produces mistrust. If you don't trust other people, it is unlikely that they are going to trust you. As I already said, it is only people you can take with you to heaven. Only people. And so we must develop relationships with people. Let me end with this. There was a man... In a church He died one day and he went to heaven And in heaven He found the apostle Peter the, He was the one in church of protocol In heaven showing him where his house was Because Jesus said In my father's house there are many mansions If it were not so I would have told you I have gone to prepare a place for you So Peter was showing him His mansion in heaven As he was walking in the streets of gold To his mansion He saw a very beautiful house And this man asked Peter Whose mansion is this And Peter said This is for the missionary from your church Who went to serve in Africa He said wow I can't can't wait to see my own house If a missionary has a nice house like that I can't wait to see mine As they were walking along He also found another house Very beautiful house And he asked whose house is this He said that is the young man who used to be your gardener remember he was very faithful in the church that is his, his mansion a gardener and a missionary they have a, such a nice house here I can't wait to see mine so as Peter was showing him in heaven leading him to his mansion he came to a, a place he saw something a resemblance of a house it was 6 by 8 and uh, this man asked Peter and what is that he didn't even ask and whose is this He said, and what is that? And Peter told him, that is your house. And the man said, it can't be. How can a gardener and a missionary have a better house than mine? And this is what Peter told him. Up here, we only build houses using the materials that people send us. Considering what you sent us, we tried our best. I want you to know that how we live our life here. How we contribute to missions. How we contribute to the lives of other people. Is going to determine how we are going to spend our eternity. Because it's only people we can take with us to heaven. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father in the name of Jesus. We want to bless your name. We want to thank you for your word. I pray oh God that you will take this word. Farther than I have been able to share it. May you help us, O oh Lord, to live here in such a way that our life will influence many people for you. Thank you, Father, for hearing this prayer because I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that good? Hey, let's stand to our feet. I want to pray a blessing over you as you leave. You can be generous as you go. And uh, just pray for Bishop Arati, that he, his trip will be great going home tomorrow. And um, and we can continue our great friendship. And, uh, and maybe one day some of you will be able to go to Africa and see him. Yeah. Father, we thank you for what you poured into us today. We pray, Lord, that you would bless Pastor Tom. Lord, you bless the people here, Lord, and you would work through us this week to accomplish your will and to give you glory. In Christ's name we pray and everyone said amen and amen.